All right. Hank Mobley with a slice of the top. Uh, he's on tenor sax. James Spalding on alto sax. Kiani Zawadi on euphonium. Howard Johnson on tuba. McCoy Tyner on piano. Bob Cranshaw on bass. And Billy Higgins on drums. This was recorded in 1966 as the title track for the album Mobley released that year. This is Lead Stories. I'm Retrieve Lead. Welcome. I'm glad you're with us, and I'm glad I'm with you. How about that? Today, we're going to do just as we said yesterday. There were more callers than we could have accommodated, so we spill over to today. And that gives more people a chance to express their thoughts and views about the subject we raised yesterday, which was Juneteenth. What are your feelings about it? What did you experience yesterday as the federal holiday was celebrated and commemorated all across the nation? 888-874-4888. It would be helpful if you, again, get on the horn if you're getting on the horn as soon as you can so we don't have a repeat uh, again tomorrow. We have people taking advantage of the time and in a timely fashion. 888-874-4888. Those of you who weren't able to get in on the conversation yesterday, here's your chance. And we're wrapping up the discussion on Juneteenth altogether today. 888-874-4888. I have these new earphones. <laughs> They're just not made for my ears. <laughs> and I have big ears. So I don't understand what the problem is. I'll maybe need to, to go get some surgery, get smaller ears. All right, enough of that. So we continue our discussion today on the topic of Juneteenth. No calls yet. Now, didn't we go through this, that if you have something to say and you, you're yearning to say it, you have room being made for you, and yet here we are. Six minutes into the program, and we don't have a call, despite the fact that we got all indications yesterday that people had a lot to say, a lot of people had a lot to say, and one would have figured, well, you just need some time. So here we are. Juneteenth, as you recall from your history, or the the fast history, the Mac, the Mac history that most people do at a time like this, uh, is a federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved Africans in America, and that occurred when uh, General 
a general order was announced that this be so, and that was announced by General Gordon Granger on June the 19th, 1865, uh, in Texas. That was when it was known that African Americans or Africans in America had uh, achieved emancipation, so it was called Juneteenth. So it has gone through many permutations and a lot of work has been poured into this effort to have it declared a holiday, which it now finally is. And yesterday was the first day that we had it celebrated nationwide after all these years. So people were in various frames of mind. Today, what is your frame of mind about this holiday, this commemoration, and what does it signify for you personally, and what do you think it signifies for African Americans, generally speaking? 888-874-4888. We're wrapping up this discussion today. So if you have something to say, now would be a very good time to call and uh, say what you have to say. Contribute your two cents to the discussion. It is very strange. I started out yesterday by talking about how strange uh, it was to me to be in that moment on the 19th. So um, I had to struggle with it. I still haven't completely um, sorted out all of my feelings about it. Uh, but I do know that it is a very important day, it should be a very important day in the collective history of black people everywhere. And it should be the basis for a kind of re-amalgamation re of our efforts and, and our knowledge of self, our knowledge of culture, and our sense of destiny. Where is it that we're destined to go and to be and to do? These are discussions that all people have who are in the process of self-determination. And it is understandable that the African-American community worldwide, the African community worldwide, would undergo the same the same kinds of discussions as they should. And some people are likely to be impatient about it. Some people may be, uh, how should I say, dismissive of it as being, well, it's too late. Uh, just get on with something and let's do something. But they don't generally suggest what it is they would like to do or see done. But this is what happens when you are in an emerging culture, an emerging 
nation, within the nation, that has peculiar views about what your status in life ought to be based on your skin color and your culture. That's where black, most black people are. It is not what they want that matters. It is what society wants to happen to them or with them uh, that they always have to keep in mind. We start off today with Marcus from Wisconsin. Hello, Marcus. You're on the air. Uh, thank you very much, Utrice. Uh, I, I, I wanted to uh, thank you and compliment you for your most interesting soliloquy yesterday before. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I achieved soliloquy status. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, and your origins in the land of the hummingbird. Very interesting. Um, yes. Juneteenth, to me, like all other holidays, are uh, social functions like weddings or funerals. Uh, that's they're 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 meant as a social emollient to make people feel good periodically about something usually blown completely out of proportion. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I've, I've seen women uh, and men both who, you know, I get to be King for a day or queen for a day at my wedding. And then the illusion is shattered within, you know, a month. (laughs) (laughs) Then real life hits. Yeah. Uh, So I I, I tend not to take these things very seriously. However, as uh, a couple of your callers pointed out yesterday, I caught up with the program yesterday, um, the history itself is vitally important, as, as all history is, as a person's examination of history should be a major factor in their lives. Uh, as William Faulkner pointed out in his acceptance speech for a Nobel Prize, the past isn't really past, and that's why. Uh, and the holidays and these periodic events and anniversaries and observances become excuses to make us think that these things are past, that they don't have any relevance for us now, um, that they aren't still playing out, that these events still are unfolding. Um, uh, I, I think it was Chiang Kai-shek was asked back in the fifties uh, what he thought about the French Revolution, and he said it's too early to tell. That's right. It is too early to tell. These events are still unfolding, and not just France. And they these events tie together. Because what we don't have in our observances of event uh, of occasions like Juneteenth or Independence Day or any of these other things is we don't have as Black Americans and uh, early Colonial Americans had and worked hard to develop and understand and it changed 
is a working concept of what freedom is, what liberty means. You, you don't hear that word used anymore, even in the United States, the concept of liberty. There, there are basically two Freedom is like a coin with two sides. There's a positive freedom, the freedom to do as you will, and the freedom to not do, to not be coerced. And the constant struggle, you, you never attain freedom. It's a goal toward which we always must be working. And if we buy the, into the illusion that we already have it to some degree, we will lose it. Because freedom not only takes constant vigilance, it takes the constant working of developing the concept of what liberty and freedom mean now under changing conditions. If we're not about that, we are slaves to one degree or another. That's simply a fact. I, uh, I would recommend to people uh, to go back and not only read the earlier writings from these periods, you know, Fanny Lou Hamer. <laughs> Fanny Lou Hamer said the, an educated person is a person who will compromise in five minutes. The whole abolition movement was premised, its main strategy was no compromise. We're not going to have some slave states and others that aren't. We're not going to make deals with anybody. Slavery gone. That's it. That's our only purpose. We're completely committed to it and we won't settle for less. We don't do that. We are taught to compromise first, that no matter what position we take, to have compromise in mind. This is a problem for attaining freedom, for attaining liberty. And if you're not willing to confront these contradictions, you won't experience it for yourself or your descendants or the society you live in. You're just playing, you're just jumping from one illusion to another. Mm-hmm. So as we continue the discussion, I would like us to, if possible, keep this idea in mind. What, what does the, the, the word, the concept, the feeling, the actual state of liberty entail for you, for your society? What does it look like? What are its characteristics? If you don't define it, it's just a, it's just a sacrament. You're, you worship it because you're supposed to, but you don't understand it. You don't understand how it plays in your own life. If you live under a capitalist system and you win the game and make lots of money, are you free? Are you? I, don't, I think you can easily make a case that you're not, even if you win the game. They're not your rules. <laughs> so please, let us, let us add a little depth to our attitude um, 
when we're approaching this subject of freedom and liberty, not so reflexive about it, and actually get an idea, a more concrete idea of what we're talking about. Amen. Amen to that. Thank there you need much, be Maria. no editing of what it is you just said. That's a, a, a lesson in itself. And thank you so much for it. Thank you. Thank you. 888-874-4888. It all relates to this notion that's driving this whole discussion on Juneteenth. What is it supposed to mean to us? What are the goals? What are the objectives? And who is doing the driving? What will we end up with? This is a, a, a question that predated Juneteenth, and it continues. And this, too, is a byproduct of societies that have gone through peculiar experiences, and the most peculiar one being uh, being captured and dominated by another used and misused in service of their captives' interests. But there's safety in that because there's so much that is predictable about it. You know exactly what you're going to do. You know exactly how you're supposed to behave. You know exactly where you're going to live, what you can and cannot have. You are self-regulated after a while because most of the conditioning is psychological. Of course, we know physical as well, but the idea of dominating a people, making them compliant, having them be slaves even when they supposedly are free. But as we know, and we can tell from this particular experience, even though the news was, okay, you're now free, you're now free. Well, for one thing, somebody must have found out or known all along that's not true. And if a person has to be permitted to be free, are you really free? But look, any port in a storm, it was seen largely as a kind of prayer answered the overwhelming feeling of being dominated, all aspects of your life, dominated, regulated, and here comes an announcement that you're free, except there is no real definition of freedom. And so that too has been thrown into the mix so that you can determine what your freedom will mean and whether it will be allowed, which, of course, contradicts the whole concept of freedom. You don't ask permission to be free. Or if, let me run this by you, see if you could live with it. Would this be okay if we want to do this? 
And then, of course, you wait for the answer to see if a power structure will allow you to do the things that are quite ordinary for them, but not necessarily for you. 888-874-4888. When we talk about freedom, and I agree wholeheartedly with what Marcus has said and laid out for us, we don't really have, as a people, in this country, in this part of the world, we don't have a working definition of what freedom should be. How do we get it, and how do we keep it? It is translated largely as what we gain by voting. We, we vote, and then we're told who to vote for and how to vote. And if we do those things, well, we, we may gain some favors, but there's no evidence that people are completely, people of African descent are completely free the way they understand freedom. And so even though freedom is announced, even though there's great jubilation in the land, we have to also understand from where they were to where they were then moved into another era, that was great progress. And they took whatever it was that they can use simply to escape their the, the all-oppressive nature of their existence. But what about now? Is it any different? Have people of African descent attained a level of freedom and, and that freedom being largely based on self-determination? Can you truly say that we have achieved that? What systems reflect that consciousness, do you think? I'd like to know. 888-874-4888. So, the struggle continues. It never ended. It continues. When freedom was declared, in whose interests was it declared? And how do a people who have been prohibited from governing themselves, forging their own identities, creating their own world, which they had before, how under the law, having lost all of that, by law, do you regain it? Or do you build something entirely new? Do you build a hybrid uh, system of governance for yourself in a land that will not tolerate it? What options do you have? What options did ancestors have in forging a whole new consciousness? 
and a whole new life based on that consciousness. So I'm asking, how in today's world do you define freedom? What is freedom? Are you are you free? Or do you still have a long way to go? Do you feel free? Do you know that you're free? Or is it just a concept still to be fulfilled? Will this system in which we live allow us to be free? Will it stand for it? Will it tolerate individuals of a whole different orientation saying, well, we have an idea of how we want to live and what freedom means to us. And this is what it means. How do you think that would go over? You're not threatening anybody? Well, technically, people will say you are because you are insinuating the threat of disorder. And that's the basis of much of the society, how it runs. You must keep order, their order, not yours. So, in reviewing this concept of Juneteenth and freedom, how are we to define this, this vague description called freedom? How are we to, to articulate it? How are we to practice it? What are the prerequisites, if any, you think, required in order to be free. It's a heck of a question. And it is in and of itself, for many, a terrifying question. And yet we have history that tells us the country is not well known for its high level of tolerance for anything it sees as being, quote, un-American, unquote. And here you come with some newfangled ideas and you call them freedom. Is this country scientifically designed to maintain the the, the white power structure essentially controlling everything for till the end of time and here you are wanting the same thing how is this how is this to be allowed is this a workable plan do we not see from the very start that it probably will not work it probably will not come to fruition. And in that case, where do you come to terms? 
if if you are about coming to terms what do you decide that you could live without even though you espouse that you are an independent people a different people there are certain things that you will observe and abide by but definitely you have other ideas is that realistic in our society given its history is it does your freedom matter is it as valuable as the freedom as designed if i will say so is it the same is there an inherent threat to the natural quote unquote the natural order of things when a group of previously enslaved people defy the odds and attain freedom on their terms is that going to work or is the very thought of it an american <laughs> you know these are things to consider 888-874-4888 here i am lots of room lots of time but we don't have the traffic that expressed itself yesterday we want things to say we want to say some things we want to be heard well here you are and there isn't a single call don't blame me when i say uh or decide that some subjects we won't even touch because people are not up to it they're not particularly concerned or interested in these kinds of subjects i don't know why but i'm going by what i see and what i'm experiencing and this is not the first time we hear a lot of expressions of people who say they have different opinions but they don't come through not generally in a public forum and so one wonders what is it what is it that that is uh confounding you marcus you're back i am thank you you trees um you are you're having an experience that i have had many times with my fellow americans they are terrified to discuss the idea of freedom and liberty because they basically have so little acquaintance with the idea they've almost never thought about it because they've always gone on the assumption as they were told from the time they slipped out of the womb how free they are this is a propaganda function of what we call laughingly in the united states our political system it's the main propaganda function of the political system the 
the two main messages are, you're just one person, you can't do anything, and but you're free. These are the two contradictory messages you are given constantly. You must refer to experts. You must refer to higher-ups. You must refer to people with power to do anything, but you're free. This, this is the inherent contradiction, not just of capitalism, but of what we call civilization. This is really this is really what it is. Hunter gatherers understood the concept of freedom and liberty better than we ever will. And I'm not saying we go. Of course, you know, shallow thinkers will say, "Well, he wants us to go back and dig roots with our fingers." No, what I'm saying is this is a source of insight that should be looked at and investigated to see if there is anything that they had in the constellation of their practice that we can apply to our projects now. That's what all learning is. That's what all learning is. People, Americans have been taught that examination of an idea is advocacy. See, that means you're for it or again it. You see, we have, we're allowed this binary thinking, and that's all. So this is what leads to Americans being generally stymied by discussions of a basic concept like liberty. Why, why has the United States, for instance, harassed and destroyed and devastated Haiti for, for almost 300 years? Why? Because they committed the unforgivable sin. They were a slave society that freed themselves. They can never, ever be forgiven for that by U.S. power. Not ever. And that's why it will continue. And there's no other reason for it. It has nothing to do with race or anything like that. It's because they were slaves who threw off their shackles. This is what you can expect from power, no matter what knuckleheads you vote in. They are dead set, basically, all societies, all governments, rather, are dead set against the idea of your freedom, of you deciding what your life should look like. I raise a question. This is not the first time I've encountered it. Mm -hmm. I've encountered it many, many times. And people dodge it. Mm -hmm. They're experiencing it. The evidence is right here. You have space on a medium that you could share your views on and won't take it, won't even touch it. You're so afraid. I wanted people to experience it, too. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying don't call. Nobody's putting up any extra rules. There's, there's nothing negative being imposed. And yet people are very reluctant, very reluctant. This is worth studying, and it's worth discussing time and again because it speaks to the contradiction that we have, that we constantly have to deal with. People wanting power, people saying they have power, people uh, Mm -hmm. protesting their subjugation, but wouldn't say a word. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't say a word. Thanks, Marcus, for calling back again. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. You're always, you're a teacher. You're a teacher, that's for sure. You're you're very kind, Eutrice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. As as are you, by the way. Oh, thank you. I actually was a teacher. (laughs) Uh, 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 I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Eutrice. Take care. Wayne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Eutrice. Good afternoon, Wayne. And family. Thank you. Like always, keep hitting this barrier, putting it up higher and higher and higher, and I thank you for it. Thank you. We, I guess from experiences, people beaten beaten back, beaten down. We're scared to get up and stand up for rights. We will take whatever they give because um, some will say better to stay alive than be dead. It happens in relationships also that Abuse is the, the, the key to keeping it together by for some. But this um, Juneteenth is a, is a sign to me of that. We kind of give in when the so-called government do stuff like this, right? We have Dr. King Day. Use that as an example. What? happened for Dr. King Day since it was given that we should be proud of, that we go to march in Selma, that we go to do these things. We're still in fighting for the stuff that he was fighting for. The the so-called voting rights instead of equal rights, and we misguided. We're still acting that way, and people keep us in this way. So this Juneteenth, to me, it was ironic this year, falling on Father's Day. Because Father's Day is like um, the doormat to Mother's Day. <laughs> the bigger Mother's Day than Father's Day is just there. And to put Juneteenth on that same day, I say this is very, very relevant. Because it is something that's going to be here, and it will disappear in no time. Because African people still fighting for freedom here. But we're not discuss- we are right about we're not discussing a lot of things. Look, for example, at the COVID. The report is out. The report is out, Eutrice. So I go around asking people how many read. Look at this report. It's surprising that so few people doing that. 
they scare you to death over the last couple of years with this thing and you don't want to find out really like it happened people were given the freedom notice at different times which really <laughs> we, we we get it at different times okay so Instead of putting a date, we call it Juneteenth. And the last of the teens is 19, so 19 it is. Unless we take this day or date occasion and make it into something positive for us, it just go by the wayside. In fact, it is by the wayside. It's a trap to put you in political favor with this party. They always do it. And we always fall for the tricks. But um, I listen to the views so far. Your program is always a very, very high, high, high intellectual program. Regardless of how people will come with different views and sometimes they get in your nerves. But this is one of the, the only forums we have with this talk back. Oh, talk back. There you go. One of your works again. But yes. <laughs> we do these. And um, it's unfortunate that people had to be holding your hand, not guiding you, but pulling you along for your own welfare. These things, these little appeasements don't suit our purpose. We could make, we could use them, and I hope we do. But right now, is not doing it. But I thank you for your show and all the different views we have here coming out. Thank you, and I uh, again, I expected it. I've gone through this experience many, many times, where you would think, ah, oh, an opportunity for me to really share what I'm thinking and really get into a subject, but no, people are very terrified of their own opinions. So they stay away, and they're listening. I know they're listening, but they don't participate in programs like that that would cause them or would require them to make a statement of their understanding of the, their consciousness of where they are and what is required for us to go together forward. They don't want to do that. I understand. Yes, no. Are you saying that the people are aware of this, this, this opportunity? Yes. They're listening. Okay, you also understand that. They're very much that. aware, but they're terrified. They, they're terrified of yeah. committing themselves publicly to a position on it. Mm -hmm. Very terrified. And this is where you see the anomaly of it. You know, on the one hand, people make a lot of noise about how they locked out of this and they barred from that. Here you have an open field. And yeah. people are very, very terrified of speaking. Maybe one day, soon, hopefully, we'll see that crumble. We'll see that uh, attitude crumble. But I'm glad that yeah. you called. 
<laughs> it doesn't affect you. <laughs> You're not scared well, at all. You know why? With my situation. You guys are yeah. a trini. <laughs> uh, well, that is true. That is true. And I guess, and, and as you say that, we here are marked. Marked. And seriously, we are marked. You, I, every other person that, from Trinidad especially, that speak up because they keep looking at Stokely, they keep looking at all the people we had here before, and they know what we're capable of. But we should not take that as any laurel to walk with. It's an individual no. thing, and we have to do it individually. We could use yes, that to boost our confidence, but we had to walk the road alone until we meet the others in the same trend. That's, that's true. And until we are forced, and this is the, the pitiful part of it, we wait yes. until we have no other choice but to react. And apparently, that point hasn't arrived yet. So in a sense, we can see the good in it. <laughs> we can say, well, according to our own indicators, our own cultural indicators, people can still cope with the pressures without exploding. Thanks so much for your call today, Wayne. I really appreciate Thank it. You for your Thank program. you. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Yuti. Bye. Thank you. E from Edgewater, you're on the air. Thank you, Tracy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're on the air. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I see. We have two professors. Shout out to Marcus for another great call. Two calls, in fact, today. Uh, I remember when I was a young boy, I used to hear this expression said, it doesn't matter what you know, but it's who you know. And it's not about what matters is what family tree you're born into and how much money your family has in the bank. Those are the things that matter in life if you want to be free or not in this country or in this world. Your family tree and how much moolah you got in that family tree bank account. Those are the two things to decide if you're free or not here. We, don't, we can't get that to our heads no matter how long we'll be here. Remember this quote, I wrote it many times, from Lyndon Baines Johnson back in the 1960s. He spoke these words to a young Bill Moyers as they drove through a southern town, I believe it was Tennessee, uh, in a bus they were on. It says, this is what Lyndon Johnson had to say. If you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Hell, give him someone to look down on, and he'll empty his pockets for you. That's what Lyndon had to say back in the 1960s, because he, he, he don't know how to keep his mouth shut. He can't wait to tell people how, 
how bad they're in shape, how bad shape they're in. Anyway, you trees. You know, in, in Detroit, they replaced four workers with one robotic arm. That revolutionized the automotive industry. Don't you think all the other corporations in the world want to have their industries revolutionized too? If we keep inventing but you, machines... You know, wait a minute. You're, you're off topic in a, in a really big way. Okay. You, I'll leave you it find there, your then. way back to the subject at hand. Okay, I'm going to leave it there then, Yatrice, because I'll okay. save something for, for uh, Free Your Mind Friday then. All righty? All right. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Veronica from Thank Brooklyn, you. you're on the air, and you have the privilege of closing us out today. Good day. I I believe that reparations would be the uh, the answer. I'm saying this because um, some wait people would own. Wait a minute! Yes, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Do you know what the subject is? Yes. What Are is we free? Okay. So so freedom. You're talking would be, about refer, reparations. Well, okay, I'm saying that freedom would be for everyone to actually have human rights. Um, uh, there are some people that have a mansion or homes on every continent that could eradicate poverty throughout the world. We have to stop endorsing the system, which I believe was done when... Uh, they had all these uh, marches and so forth. The very rich became very afraid. So it was elicited to have firecrackers for two months straight. So people would be too tired to go and continue all right. well, protesting. Hold on. I, have to stop. I have to stop you because you, yes, you are irretrievably off point. You haven't gotten to your point. And okay, freedom would be, for me, freedom for everyone uh, if they have equity and opportunity in economics. But That's we're not asking about freedom. We're not asking. The question here is about... Uh, Do we have freedom? We don't. No, that, that wasn't the question. Okay. It related to this concept of Juneteenth. Yeah. And what is it? What is it? Uh, begging us to do in order to to pick up from where our elders left off. So what is it begging us to do? Why is it that nobody's really interested in that subject today. We are still struggling for our freedom. It has nothing to we do with freedom. Still... You you have a thought, you have an opinion, you, you have something, 
What, what I was going to say, people were big deals. Uh, I mean, big advertising campaigns devoted. Yes, to they have been mandating. But they have been mandating us to do things, and it's not freedom. It's it not mandate uh, you to to want freedom. Well, um, what I'm saying is. Uh, we do not have freedom if they're telling you you cannot travel on a plane to go see people. You can't do certain things. So Juneteenth has, has, must, we must continue to fight for freedom because we have not established it. And we cannot keep doing the same things and voting for the same uh, um, system that has not, has failed the people. That, that's what I all right, let That's me my. kind of walk you back a little bit. And the question is, you know the concept of Juneteenth, what it was all about. And here is an opportunity to uh, share your views on what it would take or how far are we from realizing the same aspirations of the people in the 1800s for their own freedom. How far are we off from that? Uh, we're in the same conditions, uh, almost the same conditions. That's how, um, that's what I uh, believe because of the monopolies that are being held um, for people, the, uh, um, you know, you need to do this in order to go to school. You need to do this in order to, you need to have this. And so they, we're on, we're in prison on the other side of the prison, but our, we have the ability, our freedom to, as you say, free your mind. If you're, if you can conceive it and act on it, um, we have the ability to be free. We're not there yet. I'm going to let someone else speak. I'm going to give you some homework to do because I would like you to do it and present it for our consideration. You, you're not quite getting the point across to us as to okay. what you think interferes with us doing our business. Okay. Seeing to our interests. What is it that stands in the way? Do you understand why it is we have so few people calling today? to talk serious yes. business. Fair. And maybe you have a great idea. Maybe you, you, you know a thing or two about this particular area that you can give us some ideas about what might be standing in the way of people refusing to step forward into their own, taking charge of their own situation. What might that be? What does it look like? And yeah, false why? evidence. 
appearing real. Well, you don't have to answer. Don't answer now because yes. we're out of time. But I'd like you to consider it and give me a call or let us know that you're ready okay. to do a lecture on it, to, to, to share your ideas about why it is that a people who profess to be under subjugation won't publicly discuss it. Thank you so Free much. Free all the Panthers. Free all political prisoners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening today and for those contributing. Thank you very much. Especially Marcus and Wayne. And of course, we, we have much farther to go and we'll go there. See you again tomorrow and we'll do some more talking. Bye-bye.